I understand morals are a, are a large part of the human biology. But to turn down a three-year, $1.6 billion contract to play soccer, excuse me, football. No, 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 no. Stop right there. Uh, you know who coined the term soccer? Yes, I know. I know. Do, do we have to go through? I feel like this was like episode five or six. No, I realize that soccer comes from, from the British. And those are the same motherfuckers that are upset about it. It's soccer. We're, we're just going to call it soccer, okay? Because football requires contact and no flops. You good? Yeah, I'm good. But anyhow. Didn't realize LeBron played two sports. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I, to, to turn down $1.6 billion for three years of playing soccer... Lionel Messi, you obviously have more money than me, because holy shit. There's a lot of unspeakable unspeakable things that I would do for $1.6,000 right now. And that dude, granted, the deal he's getting with Inter-Miami, have you seen any of the workings on it? No, but here's, here's the other thing. I didn't even know that was a team. That's fair. Um... I was really hoping they were actually going to play in KC. So I, I would like to go to a Sporting KC game. Oh, I would too. I've um, heard it's an absolute riot. Yeah, and I was hoping that was going to be a game that I was like, yeah, we'll go up to that one. Um, unfortunately, they, they do play each other in Fort Lauderdale. Um, yep. So, his deal with Miami... He gets a percentage of the revenue from MLS season pass. Potential ownership stake of Inter-Miami. And I believe a percentage of the revenue of Adidas for the MLS. Okay, so he got 1.6B in Miami. Dude is going to be a rock star in Miami. Just unadulterated, pure rock star. It's going to be fun to watch. Somebody's going to enjoy watching it. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. It won't be me. Yeah, I, yeah, unless I happen to like be at the stadium. Yeah, no, it's, it's not going to be me either. Yeah. Speaking of stadiums, Jacksonville unveiled their uh, their plans for renovations of TIAA Bank. Looks good. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I uh, shared it on the uh, uh, Facebook page. So uh, go t- check it out. It's it's, it's a little sofi. Um, it's interesting. Say it's. To me, it's, it looks a little sofi on, on the inside. The outside doesn't really look like it. But I, I have a feeling as, as creative as we're getting with these stadiums, I almost feel like we're getting cookie-cutter creative because um, it kind of reminds me of the way the Bills renderings look. So it, 
Am I excited for it? Yes. I'm also interested to see what happens for the three years that they're renovating it. Where Jacksonville's playing home games at. Um, I also don't know that you spend that much money on a stadium to play half of your home games in London. So. Oh, God, that would make. Oh, the NFL would not do good with that. I don't think they're ready for a team. in. And if you're going to be playing that many games in London, which they would, they're not going anywhere else. It's going to be London or Jacksonville. They might as well move. Yeah, I mean, I said it mostly a joke, but um it it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with with jacksonville why that stadium is being um remodeled um if you guys haven't clued in yet by the nonsense ramblings this is the too fat to play podcast brought to you thank you to the wonderful people over at sticks golf lounge for supporting the dumbassery that we do um i realize that it has not been two full weeks since we last spoke, um, turns out news doesn't really slow down just because Ryan's moving. So it also pretty, doesn't speed up, though. That's fair. <laughs> it just kind of keeps trickling in. So we're like, you know, let's give this thing, a, let's give an episode. We had, you know, you're kind of in the middle of doing some things. So we're yeah. like, let's throw an episode out. Put it together. We're in the um, middle of building that uh, recording studio downstairs, and which we would record downstairs regardless if we had internet. So, figured we've already got it set up. I don't know about you guys. I missed you. I wanted to talk some football, so I said screw it. There's there's a couple of things that we can definitely talk about. Absolutely. So, with that, we will kick into episode three, I believe, of Overweight and Overthinking. Uh, it's actually episode four. Um, I'm good I at math. Forgot to do this. A uh, whole bunch of new followers um, coming in. I, I see you guys. My name is Ryan. That guy is Austin. And we are really fat. So fat. My God. <laughs> You can tell because our Instagrams that Ryan has sent me in the last 35 seconds and the last Facebook video I just saw before I put my phone down were all food-related. I think we're going to start incorporating that uh, weekly into our episodes. Uh, I'm probably need to incorporate more of that Brazilian lemonade into our weekly Ooh, episodes because that stuff white is... Rum. Needs the white rum, yeah, but yeah. for sure. Um, you guys haven't tried that? It's phenomenal. The recipe's on TikTok. Go find it. Um, so, getting actual football news, um, if you're watching USFL, congratulations, I'm not. Nope. Well, I knew you weren't. Um. Why would I watch XFL Lite? Oh, dude, like, I think I, I think I accidentally, like, when I turned the TV on, I think there was a Maulers game on. I don't know that I watched a single snap. Like, I, I'm excited that there's more spring football, but... I can't say we're experts on what good football is. We know the NFL is a great product. There's some things we'd like to change about it. We watched the XFL. It was a great product. There's some a couple of things, yeah, I want to change about it. The USFL, I kick it on, and I'm, it, it feels like you're watching community college-level football with big names. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's I, – I've not been able to get any kind of motivation. And honestly – 
think the XFL has won the um, timing bracket. I think so. I, I think that's a big part of it is because... We're right here at the beginning of summer. I mean, we're... You're, you're, at this point, granted, they're, they just finished week eight, I believe. You're kind of footballed out. I mean, after after the NFL season, get to the Super Bowl, of course, both of our teams making playoff runs, and you kind of you kind of live off that hype there for a little bit for the XFL. And the XFL gets you through the draft. Yeah, and then that's the roughest part because essentially from here on out, we've got mini camps, we've got OTAs. They're going to take a little break through well, July. Everybody except for the Jets. We'll hit that. Um, I'll hit it with a fucking bus at this point. Um, and I meant Jerome Bettis. I'll, I'll hit the entire team with the bus. Uh, I wish I knew him. Um, no, but getting through the draft, having something to watch, because nobody talks about that hangover after Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, God, yeah. You don't think about it, but you you wake up, at least we do, and if you're as big of a fan of football as we are, you wake up Sunday morning, for some reason, too early, you make some sort of breakfast, maybe your first drink of the morning, depending on how bad the weekend was before. Stop. Ryan, Ryan your alcoholism is showing. And you get up, you're like, pregame, pregame's on. You go to turn the TV on, there's no pregame. And it it just finally hits you, and you don't know what to do. If you're a NASCAR fan, you've got some something to look forward to. I fell out of that sport about 10 years ago. I wish I could get back into it, because it would make the offseason so much easier. I do have a... I haven't checked on it, but there is an interesting tidbit about NASCAR. Oh, yeah? Yeah. NASCAR is doing something it hasn't done in over a decade. What, lower their ticket prices? No. It's like 300 bucks to go to the Kansas race. Jesus. No, no. And it's worth it, but, but no. I can't go. Um, NASCAR has done something that, and it's it's a, to celebrate the anniversary of it, Jimmy Johnson and a couple other drivers have a car that. at Le Mans. Um, yep. Uh, which... I, I have not checked in on the Le Mans. Um, it's 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 an extremely cool event. It's just not. I don't follow a lot of a lot of motorsport stuff. Um, but that car looks sick, and I'm. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that some that they turn out well, that things go well for them. Um, of course, I I know he kind of became the the bad guy because he was winning championships in, in NASCAR. Seven. He won six in a row, if I remember correctly. He, he, all I know is he always won. And and I... Listening to the guy talk... No, the he, way He's he, a great human being. And I, I became a fan of just who he is. So I hope Jimmy celeb- does well. Um, by the sounds of it, that Garage 56 car was actually um, competing... Um, with the test runs, um, they were actually pacing the crowd for a while. So, cool little tidbit. But yeah, I, I completely forgot that they were running the twenty four hours of Le Mans this uh, this week. So, that's that is very cool. 
uh, Jimmy Johnson's possibly one of the greatest drivers of all times. And for as much as I've fallen out of the sport, I will die on the hill that NASCAR drivers are athletes. Um, first off, if anybody, any of you have ever traveled 500 miles in your vehicle, that's one thing. To do it as fast as you possibly can, three inches away from somebody else, in a car without air conditioning in the middle of June... I mean, if it gets me to Alabama any faster here in a couple of weeks. Like, I'll I'll die on that hill. But uh, I forgot what we were talking about with football. Yeah, I don't know. I just scrolled up to a a video of Trent Williams throwing passes. (laughs) I saw that 49ers minicamp. Yeah, I saw emergency quarterback. Then I was like, but who's going to protect the left side? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to let him go unblocked, and he's going to bounce off of Trent Williams. That's that's right. My bad. That guy's just an incredible human specimen. I don't know what else to call him. They call nicknamed Silverback, if you guys didn't know that. You've mentioned it once or twice. And it's not quite fitting because I don't think Silverbacks are that big or play that foot play football that well god I so miss it. I miss news. the NFL so freaking much right now. um I'm sure as you guys know because of course as as we're like hey we're gonna take a couple of weeks off the day we're supposed to record DeAndre Hopkins is released um that's no shit interesting first visit um which he, I didn't know about this till right before the show he is flying to Tennessee for a meeting, which, to me, suggests that uh, I think he's wanting a little bigger contract than the good teams are going to give him. You know, the, the good teams are they're kind of tapped out on salary. You're you're not going to get eighteen million dollars out of them because he I've seen reports that he believes he should get every bit of what Odell got. And, I mean, it's hard to argue that. But, I mean, do you want a chip or not? Because... No, and, unfortunately for him, I feel like he's almost taking the Tyreek Hill road. Except he doesn't have the ring to go after it. Which, I mean, there's a couple guys. Tom Brady, who was like, yeah, fuck it. I want the rings. Pat got his big deal. And ever since then, it's like, yeah, let's restructure. Restructure mine. Restructure mine. Mm-hmm. Restructure here. I'll restructure. Let's go get a ring. He's been there enough in his short career to realize maybe I took too much. Let's 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 clear up some cap space. Well, I, I don't know. I don't even know if if he. I don't think point. he took too much. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, with with him, it's not even that he took too much. It's that he took a number. And, I mean, and they've already talked about having about redoing his deal a little bit to, you know, make him a little higher up on the on the paid list, which is, you know, when they when they did the deal, that was something they kind of talked about because Mahomes realizes that if he stays around the forty five million dollar mark, he's hurting the quarterback market and the guys around him that play his position Um, and. Mahomes is, I love the guy, but he's very much a good soldier. 
and uh, he he's going to he's going to do what's best for him and for the Kansas City, but he's also not going to put himself as a problem for the other guys in the league to get paid. Not that I mean, shit. Sam Darnold got forty, or not Sam Darnold, uh, Giants. Uh, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes got forty million, so anybody can get paid. But man, that one's uh, Mahomes is a, and I mean he's he's made the comments already. He's he's made enough money already. He just wants chips. And God, it's so good to have a team that I believe in that can do that. Well, I mean, look. Let's look around the league right now. And talking about good teams, uh, who are your teams in the Super Bowl window? I guess window open. They're in the window. Window closing. Because right now I've got window wide open. I've got Kansas City. I mean, and they're going to be in it. They've built for for the long haul. Uh, Cincinnati. I don't have any issues with what their wide receiver core is going to become because I trust that Joe Burrow. What makes me nervous on Cincinnati, and this isn't me trying to be, you know, Kansas City, Cincinnati, hey, whatever. No, I'm worried about what they did on defense this year. If if they have guys that step up and take the place, but I genuinely believe Jesse Bates is a top five safety in the league. I I worry about what that defense is going to look like. No, I get it, but and then I've got the Eagles in the mm-hmm. NFC. Um, in the window, I've got the Bills. I, I don't feel that they're they're ready to jump through it. I also don't feel that they're going to fall out of it. It is Buffalo. Something could happen, obviously. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it pains me to say it. They're in their best window right now to win one. They're not going to. But the Cowboys, I I really see them as a team that that could. They're they're not better than the Eagles. Let's let's stomp that bullshit out right now. Uh, just yeah, because you the guys, Eagles, we both have already had a comment this offseason that we're for, that we're both worried that the Cowboys might win that division. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, that, I, that, I don't believe that means they're better than the Eagles. It just, I mean, yeah, I get what you're strength saying. Strength of schedule. Um, no, I, dude, Dallas is Dallas is an intriguing team because if Dak can ever be most of what Cowboys fans tell us Dak is, that is a Super Bowl winning roster. We're saying most is in sixty percent of the time. Yeah, uh, it, it's not. We're not asking. I don't feel like we're asking a lot out of them. You know what Dak is? Dak's either the 10th best quarterback in the league or he's the 25th. And it goes by quarter. Absolutely. Um, And then closing, and it feels weird. I feel like the Niners' Super Bowl window is closing. Their team is getting a little older. Um, And for a team that seems to have just stepped into it, I do not like the way everything is going. Um, I do not like their draft. Um, I guess it's two teams that I'm feeling the same way right about now. One a little bit more stronger than the others, the Jets and the Lions. The Lions are, their draft this year worries me. I'm okay with whiffing on players 
I am not okay with taking a running back in the first round. That's never bode well for a team. It it, it doesn't uh, accumulate wins. It th- There's some edge rusher in the first round that pans out, accumulates wins. Quarterback that pans out in the first round accumulates wins. Running back, doesn't matter if it's a first round or undrafted. You had other guys where you could have had an absolutely incredible receiving core. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've got, uh, I just, and, and I real I realize making the argument, especially for the three names I'm about to say, is kind of ludicrous. But Zeke led to wins early, before before the extension. Right, but they weren't in a window. That's but, fair. That, but I'm also it's a different team because that team had nothing. You add Zeke to that team. I mean, they had a good offensive line. They had, I mean, in my phrases, they had a great offensive line, which mediocre defense, average. And Tony Romo was average. He gets a lot of hate. I mean, but most of Zeke's most of Zeke's heyday was, whenever he was big, it was with Dak. But I mean, they got they had a thirteen and three season, and and I think Zeke was kind of the the lead force on that. But my other two, I'm I'm more sincere on on those two, and that's Christian and Saquon. Those guys have have produced at a rate that will allow you to win games. I'm not saying that. So, uh, and I guess Jameer my Gibbs. argument against that is all three of those guys were different coming out of college. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm not saying Jameer Gibbs is that guy. Bijan Robinson might be. Yeah, and that's the other thing. If if they take Bijan or, or found a way to take Bijan because he went, I think, right before they picked. Uh, well, I mean, they could have taken him earlier when they were on the board. Oh, that's right. They could have, yeah. But, um, but no. I, I, and a lot of what I've seen is that they see, they see Gibbs as a Alvin Kamara-style running back, which, I mean, he is. That's size, speed receiving that's kind of what he is i just don't know that i don't know that it makes sense to have that instead of deandre swift right that's kind of my big ordeal there is i don't know that letting deandre swift go to keep him granted i'll give the lions credit because we say you use a running back and then you let him walk. They used the running back. They got something back from the running back, albeit a fifth. And they brought a new one in. No, and it, you and I had this discussion the other day while we were moving uh, on that ride from Iola. Wrong player for the team. I don't care yeah, absolutely. what position you draft. Hell, my team's been clowned for taking a kicker in the fourth round this year. Reports are today he hit a 61. And he's been perfect since they brought him into camp. I've got no issues with that. You want to take a kicker in the first round in your Super Bowl team and your veteran kicker just walked, go for it. That Lions team, they're not rebuilding. They're in the end process or end steps of building. You had a solid running back room. You have a great one-two at wide receiver. You need a tight end. I think they a, got one, and they did. 
there was a better one on the board. Way better one on the board when they were picking. I, I, they picked I'm, at what, 17? I'm conflicted on that, if I'm being honest. Because Laporta might be the steal at the tight end position. Ah. I like Laporta. Ah. And, and considering where he came from, there's a history... And Laporta seems to be probably the best all-around option. I, I think, like what Kincaid is. I think the best tight end in the draft came out of Oklahoma and went in the seventh round. I think it's Laporta. I, I don't. I said this a long time ago. Braden Willis looked like George Kittle. I mean, the first six weeks of the college season. Am I happy he ended up on my team? Very much so. That's not why I think he was the best tight end steal or the best tight end taken off the board. When he went back and watched it, he was Oklahoma's offense this year. It's fair. And- I, I still think Laporta... And, and again, it might be because the fact that when Laporta suited up... He put it on an Iowa jersey. I, I get it. <laughs> I I also seen Michael Meyer walking out of uh, uh, the tunnel to the practice field the other day. That's a human being. Sorry. Yeah. That's a fucking basketball player on a football field. That guy's huge. Yeah. He's a monster. His stock's rising for me. I I wasn't. I couldn't say I thought he was better than Kincaid, but. I think Kincaid's I probably the best receiving option. I think um, Kincaid fits well where he was picked. Absolutely. No, I, I think especially when you put it, a team that's led by Josh Allen, if you give them a Travis Kelsey-esque option at tight end, On I, like I, I like Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox. I love me some Dawson Knox. He's I, I have, highly underrated. I have nothing against Dawson Knox. He's a wonderful tight end. When you give Josh Allen a Travis Kelsey-esque tight end. Dawson is more George Kittle. Dawson Dawson is, he would have been a great tight end in the league 10 years ago. You thinking more Aaron Hernandez to to Gronk? Was that the name we had to use? (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't think sure. he'll be hanging himself in any prison cells anytime soon. Had a few too many conversations around this topic today. Um, oh. <laughs> what? Nope, nope, we're done. Um, holy shit. Okay, uh, recollecting here. No, I, I think Dawson Knox, 10 years ago, whenever, you know, the, the tail end of Tony... Um, the early part of Gronk, um, when, when tight ends were a little more before they were refined, I think Dawson Knox would be a top five tight end in the league. Um, I, with the way the position is changing, the way it's being forced to change because of the guys at the top end, the way they're doing it, I, I think Kincaid will be the greater of the two. And again, 
It's not because I don't think Dawson Knox is a good tight end. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be an absolute weapon in that offense. Especially considering they still really don't have a number two wide receiver. DeAndre, please fucking don't. Um, yeah, I don't like that as a fit anyway. And I know we were talking, we've got a long, long way off that road to DeAndre Hopkins. So I guess we can swing back onto it. But I feel if DeAndre's going after money. If he wants money, he's not winning a chip. I mean, it's, well, not only that, but he should probably not go to a team that's a little bit more salary cap that's not winning anything in Tennessee. I agree. No, I. Honest to God, I think some of the. I've got a team for him. Hear me out. Tons of money. Nice weather. New head coach. Arizona. Oh wait. I really thought you were going to say Houston. <laughs> No. I've seen reports that that might be one of the favorites to land him is Houston and... uh, Cleveland? No, uh, New England. See, I've seen Cleveland brought up a lot because he wants to play with I I have seen Cleveland a lot. I don't know that it makes sense for Cleveland because if you bring him in, you just traded for Eli Moore. Right. Who has shown that he will show his ass in the locker room. So now you make him the number three again. I feel like that, as a team-building spot for Cleveland, I feel like that's a bad move. Right, but you're asking Cleveland to do something that makes sense. To be fair. Fine. But, if I was in Cleveland... I don't think that move makes sense. And I can't judge it based off of what other people will do because I have been proven wrong on what other people will do on many a time. Kind of like giving somebody with 27 charges of sexual assault $250 million guaranteed. I probably wouldn't have done that. While also mortgaging my future in the draft. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Not the route I would have taken. Obviously, somebody would. Um, no, I, I think if, if DeAndre is worried about trying to recoup some of the money he lost last year, I I, think, I, I feel, and this team hasn't been brought up, actually, you just alluded to it for a different reason a minute ago. Why not Baltimore? Because they just gave Odell 18. And they just signed. They just extended Lamar. They just extended uh, Roquan. I don't think they have the money to do it. I. I can see that. Say I. I, I genuinely I mean, believe. Yes, I don't know that. I don't know that there's a contender that if he's wanting paid, there's not a contender that can bring him in. San Fran doesn't have the money. They won't do it for a lot of reasons. Dallas theoretically could. I've seen that um, team thrown around. I don't. I just don't know. They also just brought in another receiver, and Brandon Cooks. Philly, obviously, I, I think. I honestly, Philly probably has the ability to go get him. I don't know that it makes sense in Philly. Granted, I mean, in adding somebody like DeAndre Hopkins is never I mean, a that bad catch option. Radius, yeah, is insane. Um, Kansas City the contender that I believe truly needs him 
they can't give that they can't give him that money. Buffalo, the other contender that needs him, doesn't have the money. Cincinnati, you've already got a full receiving room. I could see him going to either LA team. And see, I just don't think he goes to the Chargers. And I mean, one LA team obviously is a long ways from competing. I don't think the Rams are going to be competitive. Which, that's kind of where I was thinking. I, so I could see the Rams, the Chargers. I mean, you've got Keenan Allen. You've got uh, Mike Williams. And you've got a rookie that you just drafted with a first-round pick. You've got stake put in that kid. I don't think you bring DeAndre in because that means you have either a lo- you have one of two large contracts or a first-round wide receiver see, that that you believe can be of the same ilk that you, you're now you're now putting that receiver basically as the number one on the practice team. See, I, I with as much as Mike Williams is hurt. No, you're right. You're right. I, as, much as, Chargers, Keenan, as much as Keenan Allen and Mike, and Mike Williams yeah, are both Because they're never hurt. on the field at the same time. No, I, in, in, that, in that sense, yes, you are correct that it makes sense to bring him in. You bring him in, Keenan Allen goes down week one. Week four, he's back. Mike Williams goes down. Mind you, after posting, let's say, seven for 135, three touchdowns in fantasy... Great fantasy option when he's healthy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the only fantasy option. He goes down. I mean, but I, again, I don't I, think he takes the Chargers say, deal. I don't, say, I don't know that he takes the reserve deal. That's I just, I mean, Jacksonville. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No. It it would work. It would work in Jacksonville. I I think it would. What about Indianapolis? Again, how competitive do you want to be? Well, I, and that's same thing with Tennessee. I feel like you're if yeah, you're no, looking if, for if you're, money, say if you're, you're looking, looking for money, be, Indianapolis makes makes a shit ton of sense. I have no that problem with Anthony Richardson, who's apparently been electric all minicamp. Except with with DeAndre, it's you're gonna you're gonna have to pick money, or you're gonna or, or do you want to make a run at the Super Bowl? You're gonna have to pick. The contending teams are put together. You're 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 signing vet minimums. You're signing five million dollar deals. That's what those teams are signing. They're not signing an eighteen million dollar wide receiver. That's thirty two. Yeah. I mean, it's it's he, just not where that is. Like I said, if you, it, the the closest thing to competing that I think you're gonna get, and I don't know that they do it because they're bringing Calvin Ridley back, is Jacksonville. If you want money, go play for the Pats. Go play for Houston. Go play for Indianapolis. Because you're not going to compete and get money at this point. Right. You're 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 too late to the dog and pony show. All right, let's go ahead and pivot just a little bit. Um, keep it in the AFC South. Still with Tennessee, Derrick Henry. What's going on with him? Is he staying in Tennessee? By all accounts that I've seen, all the trade talk has ceased. He's a Titan. Okay, I hadn't heard anything. I, I I have not heard anything official. I'm just 
there has been zero. I mean, you showed me a video earlier of Malik Willis throwing an absolute duck to Derek. To Derek. Yeah. And I say any any talk that I saw died with DeAndre Swift the, to the Eagles. That that was that was the end of anything I've seen related to Derrick Henry. See, because the only place I can think of for King Henry right now, and they won't do it because of a money situation, and I th- I'm hoping that they've figured out. Hey, we've got it. We've got some other holes that we need to plug up to get back to the AFC Championship. Would be Buffalo. And I think if Buffalo has a choice at running back on potentially available running backs, I think they go Dalvin. Oh, I would. Um, and that's yeah, nothing. That's just sheer. Especially if Dalvin gets cut. Yeah, that that's sheer fit. Yeah, uh, he's perfect for what I mean, they want. I mean, it, it comes down to fit because Derrick Henry requires the offense to run through Derrick Henry. He he does not. He he will not thrive on fifteen touches a game. That's not who he is. No, he needs we to saw beat that. you up in the first and second quarter. Yeah, I mean, he needs he needs twenty twenty five carries. Because the first 15, yeah, he's going to average about three, four yards a carry. But the last 10, he's going to absolutely destroy you. I just, there's not an offense out there right now that that he could be traded to. I think Indianapolis, depending on how you feel about JT. Right. Um, obviously, I don't think they're moving off of JT, so. No, he needs a running mate, though. I yeah. think they figured that out. Yeah, so I, but I don't think you can have a offensive running back room of J.T. and Derrick Henry. I just don't think that works. No, but a, an offense that's going to look like that, honestly, Arizona. But you've got James Connor, Houston. You've got Damian Pierce. The Rams, maybe. Like there is, but they're they're in salary cap hell. I don't know what kind of room they have, as well as no draft capital. Correct. <laughs> But I also don't think if you're trading for Derrick Henry, I don't think it's going to cost you that much in draft capital. Well, I mean, I just... they're they're finally getting their first round picks back, uh, but I don't think they have any fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh for the next seven years. I'm not sure they'll ever draft a player again. I mean, they drafted Stetson Bennett; they're done for the next 15 years. Um, which conveniently he'll be done long before then. Um, but now I don't think I, I think there's going to be another running back move this off season. I just don't think it's Derek. I, I think Derek has I think Derek's going to carry that team to eight wins and quite literally. Yes. And and that's going to be what Derek does this year. Is he's going to he's going to carry that team to whatever measly win total they get. Like I said, it's probably gonna be around eight wins. And then that's just that's gonna be that's gonna be his season. Um and speaking on Dalvin Cook, I agree. His best fit is probably Buffalo. I disagree. The other team I keep seeing down in Miami. I agree. I think if you – and Which, I know Miami does not need a running back. It's it's the Shanahan system. It's why I kind of laugh at you guys for going to get Christian McCaffrey because you had the system that made the best running backs in the league. And then you're like, Hmm, you know what? We need the best running back in the league. It's, it's funny. It, it's white Debo. I understand why it works. I'm just saying you've had 37 undrafted running backs 
that have all been in the running for Rookie of the Year and then never heard from again because they got replaced by the next guy that went undrafted and then became running back one and then made a run at Rookie of the Year. So I just don't know that Miami's system and the guys that they have there because... It's Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. I was going to say, they have 49ers that were once undrafted. Long story short, same fucking scenario. I don't don't know that you need Dalvin Cook, but if you don't trust Tua and you need to take pressure off of Tua, having a running back that's just a little bit fucking better, it's a little better at at not going down on the inside runs, a little better at taking contact and moving forward, no, it makes total fucking sense to go get Dalvin goddamn Cook because he's a great goddamn running back. I would like to have him in my offense, but honestly, I'm good with Isaiah Pacheco because I know what running backs are in my offense, and that that is a fucking afterthought. Dalvin Cook is not going to do a whole lot of fucking good as a goddamn afterthought. Isaiah Pacheco seems to really enjoy the role. He really does. I'll talk about that for a few minutes, too. Holy crap. I I said it when they, that that following uh, fantasy season that they drafted CEH. One of the guys in the league was trying to figure out a name for his team. He had CEH. Said Jekyll and Clyde. Well, that's a bad name. We don't know if he's. That, that's if he's got good days and bad days. I'm like, no, it's a, it's clever, first off. Um, and this is fantasy football. Fuck reasoning, okay? You don't need anything. Like, my team last year was Debo's bike. So, I had several. You, you did. <laughs> Actually, there at the end, it changed. mine changed a couple of times as well. So, But I was like, you know nothing about Clyde. He could be. Jekyll, he could be Hyde. Jekyll and Clyde, I felt was good. Mm-hmm. And he's been exactly that. Yep. One minute, he's a first-round running back. The next, he's a first-round running back. Uh-huh. And Isaiah Pacheco, I was <laughs> watching football uh, right outside this door with you. I said, that guy's it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like week two. I told you number 10 is the best running back, and you looked at me funny. You're like, I'm not quite so. And I, Listen to me. Okay, but my argument was also Jet McKinnon, so okay, so no. don't 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 try to loop me in with the Clyde bullshit. My argument was Jet. <laughs> no, I, you're right. I misrepresented you there, which I love Jet. I wish it would have worked out in Santa Clara, you know, when your ACL gives out three years in a row. You don't see the field because Raheem Mostert's like, guys, I know how to play football now. After seven years on practice squads, I feel bad for you because somehow he's faster. It's almost like the system makes a good running back. I wonder what a good running back will do in the system. I'm not going to wish injury upon Christian, so. It's going eight and one. And then losing. He was our quarterback at the end of that game. I don't know he what was else playing. to do. <laughs> Maybe they should have thrown Trent in at quarterback. I, I just don't know, man. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I don't want to think about that. 
Um, but no. The QB running... sneak. <laughs> QB sneak. Holy shit. <laughs> That's not a sneak. That's a QB bulldozer on on hut, ready go. Shit. But it, could you imagine doing a QB sneak with Trent Williams just like the Eagles were with Jalen? You know, it terrified me the thought of Juice doing that. All right, but we got to line Mike McGlinchey up at fullback to be the pusher. Big Mike's not on the team anymore. I know, but he was at the, he was at the time. All right. No, you're right. He was. So I know. Now, now you just line up Javon Hargrave as, oh, as the God. pusher. <laughs> and Nick Bosa on the other side. Oh, my God. They're going to run a full wishbone. you got Trent Williams <laughs> taking the snap. Bosa on his right. Hargrave behind him. Uh, George Kittle on his left. No, nah, George Kittle split out wide. He's going to run motion across the front. Uh <laughs> Who's the other big guy on the inside? Uh, Kinlaw. Oh, Javon. You put Javon Kinlaw on the left, the world's largest wishbone. And then for some god-awful reason, Trent Williams is throwing it 35 yards downfield to a wide-open Debo Samuel, who's going to like stutter step, cornerback's going to catch him, and he's going to pitch it to Ayuk, who we didn't even know was on the field because he lined up at left tackle. And he's going to run in for six. It's going to be the most confusing fantasy play of all time. I need to see that once this preseason. I just had a stroke talking about it. Moving on, because we've already gone further into this episode than I think either of us had intended on this lasting. Um, I told you, man, I miss talking football. This, This was necessary. So we're going to get into some things. Um, we're going to get you a little riled up here. If you really want to take that exit off this highway. So just like the skies, we're going to get a little bit dangerous in New York. Um, I, we, we have a little bit of a difference of opinion on them taking this week off of the mandatory OTAs. But... I will bequeath the floor to you, talking about your favorite player in the NFL and his new team, Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I want to know how the fuck you think that taking mandatory minicamp off, or OTAs or whatever the fuck it was, it was mandatory, taking it off for Aaron Rodgers is going to help that team in any way, shape, or form. I understand. It's the New York Packers. That's the fucking concern. It's the New York goddamn Packers. Although the connection between him and Garrett Wilson is looking terrifying. Oh, it was terrifying between him and Alan Lazard last year. Garrett Wilson's a lot better receiver. I I ain't fucking buying it. Not with that offensive coordinator. Not with, I've had so much hope for the Jets. This was fucking stupid. Not once has this ever worked for Aaron. As soon as his ego started to take over, after they won that one Super Bowl, one fucking Super Bowl, and he hey, starts... But they made it to... No more. Hmm. Guess what? That ain't happened. I will put money on it today that the Jets don't make a Super Bowl this year. 
This is the dumbest shit. You, even if you're not suiting up and in pads, you have with a new team. You have got to get everybody on the same page, especially as the veteran leader. You don't walk into the fucking head coach's office or the whoever the fuck you talk to said you traded for me. I own this bitch now. You're listening to me. Get fucked. You know how Tom Brady won so many fucking Super Bowls? He showed up and he tried to get some sort of connection between his guys. Did it work? No, because Bill Belichick can't draft a wide receiver to save his goddamn life. He's got to let everybody else draft a white guy in the seventh round and then pick them up. And let's be honest. For a couple years there, Tommy did have some good weapons. Most of the time... He was literally throwing to Walmart baggers. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, it was... God, this is weird to bring up Aaron Hernandez twice in a fucking podcast. Um, and not be making jokes about it. Was Hernandez and Gronk... Moss... Like, that was... One of the best receiving units put together. But... It also won a Super Bowl. No, it didn't. Oh my god, it didn't. That was the that Giants was, year. That was, that, was, that was the David Tyree catch, the helmet catch. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah, because the next season, Randy Moss was a 49er and also lost that Super Bowl. Oh, I'm starting to see a connection here. Funny enough, Randy Moss was open in the end zone in both of those Super Bowls, waving for somebody to throw him the ball. No, th- this is fucking stupid. How, what part, it's insanity. It's it's not the true def- definition of insanity. Everybody's, oh, the true definition. No, the definition of insanity is not trying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and expecting a different fucking result. Um, but that's what they're doing. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. This is going to blow up in their face. Wild card weekend. You know, I when really, they realize they're fucking sitting at home. I really hope for your sake the Jets don't beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. Also, Why would I even be remotely worried about that? Shanahan owns coaches off of his coaching tree. And I realize the Niners own Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying... That it, four it's TV, your fucking luck. <laughs> the 4TV setup that I have downstairs will not be a 4TV setup after that. <laughs> Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I No, because I, they're not making the playoffs. I like the Jets more than you do. I, I think the Jets are going to be a problem. I just don't well, they're know. They're going to be a fucking insane regular season juggernaut after week six. Yeah, probably. Um, you go 0-6 at that time, you're not making it. I not mean, in the AFC not, East. Not going 0-6. That defense is too damn good. Even if the offense doesn't like, get, it, get their shit together off I get the it, Mike White and Zach Wilson. Actually, Mike White did a really good job with that offense. But you still won games with Zach Wilson under helm somehow. I think they won like two. I think they won two. I'll have to double check that because I'm, sure, I'm not sure Zach won a game. Really? I thought he won two. Sorry. I think he almost lost two. I'll look later. 
Um, no, I mean, like I said, my, my big thing with what the Jets are is that offense is going to get to the point where I believe it's going to be a massive problem. Is it going to be early? Heron to start slow a lot. So, maybe not. If he has another R-E-L-A-X press conference, I'm driving to New York myself, and I'm going to smack him. I would not, because if you drive to New York, you're going to miss him because he's in New Jersey. Um, Same shithole. Different toilet. Air still sucks. Um, Thank you, Canada. Moving on. Um... But with my theory with the Jets on why they're going to be as why I think they're going to be a problematic team that's going to be in contention is that defense. I believe that that's the second best defense in the league going into the year. I think they could have been a little bit better if they would have used my draft strategy instead of theirs. But I mean, they would be a whole hell of a lot better if they went and got a quarterback that wanted an extension I just, I just wanted them to draft a corner but okay um but no i i think that defense is going to be good enough because that defense needed basically one thing last year they've brought in some vets that i believe unlike the offense they've brought in vets on the defensive side of the ball that makes sense and fill fill needs they brought in a young pass rusher who has a lot of room to grow. I don't believe he's top tier coming in, but he has a lot of room to grow, and if he can reach the potential, he could be good in a couple of years, but you've got a decent pass rush now that I think you can make do with it. I think that defense is going to be what carries this team for a while, and once the offense figures it out, then you have the problem. Um, I, I that, that def- I mean, I've watched the Niners use a good defense, to carry a subpar offense through the front part of the season. It's still Rob Sala. It's that defense. I think that defense is going to be enough to give them the chance to be competitive, if not ultra competitive. The Niners weren't playing Buffalo or this new Miami team twice a year. Or have... I'm not not saying that... I I think Buffalo and Miami could hand them three losses. I think th- I think they catch one or the other somewhere. Yes, no, because I, it's it's division football. I, I do believe I think, they catch Buffalo. I, I I feel it's Buffalo. Buffalo always gives up one bad one, mm-hmm. and it's gonna look fucking terrible. But you're also playing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Say that's that's where I think we're going to run in. He's going to run into the issue. Is well when you have I've very closely watched that defense, the defense. The defense that could almost be compared to uh, the 2002 Ravens in terms of ferocity, lose. That defense isn't where the 49ers defense was in 2019, and I do feel this current team and, hell, even last year's team was better, which is why I'm. The Niners are going to run the NFC with the Eagles. It's going to probably be those two in the NFC Championship game, unless something crazy happens division weekend, which it could. We don't know how the. 
There's going to be a surprise think, team out of the I, NFC. I think the, the wild card, not to throw out right. the term, I think the wild card is Dallas there. No, I, 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 I agree. Either, either Dallas or Detroit. I think those are the two teams that you can throw as, oh, hey, maybe. Yeah. So, the Jets don't have an easy path. And I've seen this story before. You have phenomenal defense. And unless you're the 85 Bears, it ain't going to do anything. And the 85 Bears, obviously they can't play with today's rules. You, you couldn't. No, but he had Joe Flacco a ring. I, I mean... Yeah, the Ravens... The 2012 Ravens had the number one defense playing the number two defense. Mm-hmm. They also had the number two offense playing the number one offense. I don't know. I I, I don't That's like it. That's the beauty of the sport. I don't is like it. We get it. to find out. I know. Um, that and I don't trust the OC. God, especially after that's dud. That's kind of my worry and. Where I think Aaron at least has an idea of how to call an offense. So I think some of the play calling gets removed. Whereas while he was fucking everything up in Denver, I don't know that Russ knows how to call an offense. So I feel like maybe, I'm not guaranteeing anything there, maybe that helps. Um, But... We'll move off of uh, Ryan's new favorite team. Um, well, I guess, fuck it. We'll. I don't know, I'm running out of running out of steam. We had a thousand <laughs> topics before the show, and, and it is it's so difficult. Uh, tight end, you is getting ramped up. Um, more invites or more accepted, whatevers are coming through. Uh, George Kittle and his new Chubbies commercial is phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please go watch that. It is fantastic. And the news of the week. Madden 24 has Josh Allen on the cover. Uh, I'll be the first to say, I mean, you give me shit about it all the time. Huge Josh Allen fan. Should not have been on the cover. I... I don't know that Jalen's earned the right to be on the cover. I, I think Joe has. Justin Jefferson definitely has. Jay Jets. Jay Jets, but I uh, and I hadn't even thought about it until I saw your tweet. And you are 110% correct. The NFL had the absolute opportunity to put another pairing on the cover that made complete and total fucking sense, and they didn't. And that is not putting the Kelsey brothers on the cover. After a season where each one was the best player at their position, unless you, unless you want to argue that Creed was above Jason, you have the argument. PFF made the argument, whatever. I'll give it to Jason because he's a fucking hall of famer. Um, those two hell. If you would have put those two and Donna on the fucking cover, that's exactly where I was going. With I it. was go. I would have bought in so many fucking hard copies. I have no intentions of playing Madden. I, it's been a ruined franchise for me for years. I have not enjoyed anything that they've done. 
So I've, I'm, I'm out on Madden. Like I've, I've quit playing it. But if you would have put Travis, Jason, and Donna on the front, fuck, give me just Donna on the front, I'd have been happy. But after the year that they had, the first pair of brothers to play against each other in the Super Bowl, to have the number one podcast in the fucking world. I think that you missed an opportunity and it's the NFL doing the NFL thing. I just, Josh doesn't, it doesn't make sense to have Josh there no. with what the, with what the cover athlete has been the last few years with Mahomes, Lamar, Mahomes and Brady, Mahomes and Brady. Cover. Uh, of course then last year was John. I think you missed. I, I think I think they missed the mark. Do I have a problem with it? Not really. I mean, it's the Madden cover. It it doesn't really mean shit. It's a cool marketing deal, but that's about it. And, and I'll say this in favor, I guess they did a good job with it. No, the the cover that, they that selected cover is, is gorgeous. It's great with him with the fans. And the one where he, his face mask and he's looking down, mm-hmm. oh, that's drippy. They they did a good job with the photos they selected, and I and they always they almost almost always do. Yeah, the uh, Richard Sherman backpedaling in twenty fifteen that was a miss. Yeah, that um, was a miss. But Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu in two thousand eleven, I believe so. Gorgeous. Say they they usually do well with picking the the poses and whatnot, and you know cool. But I just don't know that Josh after the year he had. I don't know that it makes sense to put him, especially ahead of guys like Joe, ahead of guys like Travis and Jason, ahead of guys. Uh, hell, like Sauce. Yes, Sauce had his own made up. Yeah, that, that was phenomenal, gorgeous. Um, but God. Like I said, for me, it, the Madden cover athlete doesn't move the needle. Like I said, I can we get I'm, another linebacker on that on the cover? The last one was Ray. Come on. I mean, you could keep it in Baltimore. Throw Roquan on there. I mean, he's a fucking stud. Shaq. Throw my like, guy Fred. Uh, there, there's a couple of guys. There are. But I, I feel like since the Sherman cover, when they realize that it's hard to... Well, they're they're probably blaming the cover for how shitty their sales have been instead of looking at the game. Yeah, that's been awful for a while. Um, I'm not saying I won't get it because I've missed playing Madden. I also hate playing old versions of Madden. I like having my updated roster. Will I pay 60 bucks for it? No. Am I gonna wait for when it goes on sale about two weeks after Black Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, like I'll, thirty bucks or something like that. Yeah, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll if, probably buy say it. If I'm gonna buy it, it's it's probably a Black Friday deal. Um, Either that or EA uh, has EA Play Days where they'll just drop it sixty percent for no reason right after the release. Yeah. yeah, and if I catch it, I'll catch it then. But I'm not pre-ordering it. Saying I'm, of course, I'm also the weird video game player that i don't really play online so yeah i haven't been i haven't played online in years say that 
that's a, a different story for a different time, but like I I grew up playing split screen. I missed the days of a good story mode with a good split screen. That's how I enjoyed gaming as a kid. I was never really the online gaming person. And once that's, I mean, that killed my fandom for a lot of titles just because I don't enjoy the absolute toxic dumpster fire that is online gaming. Because that ranked matches suck. Oh my god, how the hell can you rank everybody? I don't want to be... I have never played a video game walking into it with the idea of, I want this to be a chore. I want this to be difficult. No, I'm going to play on fucking easy. I'm going to drop 600 goddamn yards and 8 touchdowns on you. And then I'm going to go eat a bowl of cereal like a goddamn champion, okay? That's how we're doing it. There's a reason that on MLB The Show, I am batting 781. <laughs> Let's go! 56 home runs, 38 games into the season, okay? Let's go! There's a reason I have a 75-game hitting streak since the day I debuted in the major, okay? I don't give a shit about your competitiveness. I'm playing this for my enjoyment. Let's so... Okay, you're going to find this hilarious. <laughs> so my guy... On MLB The Show, I don't know if you made a two-way or not. I feel like that's the only way to play, is as a two-way player. I've come to find I get bored pitching. I sometimes do, too, so whenever they ask me, I'm like, let's... I'll be in the starting lineup, but, like, less often. Say, I, I made it all the way, so I, I quit pitching in AA, I made it to the majors, and they're like, hey, we think you can pitch, but we're not gonna we're not going to take you away from your primary right fielder duties, because, yes, I'm also lazy and I play right field. But I play catcher. No, I play right field because, I mean, worst case scenario, you die if you miss it. It's a triple. Who cares? Um, but yeah, no, I just like okay. I'm batting six eighty, and I spent. I made it to uh, August in the minors. I had one hundred and seventeen home runs. Say so I got called up. I was at my, my my rookie. I guess my first stint in the I major. I guess Triple A. I'm at Double A right now. So I was I was a uh, September call up from Triple A. I I played 18 games at Triple A and I had 36 home runs. And then I got called up to the majors in September and I led the I led the league in home runs and I had 61. I'm at six weeks at Double A right now. I have 73 home runs. Like 112 RBIs. <laughs> I was looking at my stats, and half of them I don't show up because I haven't played enough games. So, so I, my guy didn't have enough games to qualify for anything except for the home runs. <coughs> so wasn't on the batting, or wasn't on the batting average, wasn't on the hits, wasn't on the any, wasn't on the average. Nothing. Home runs 61. Games played 30. I was like. And in Aaron Judge got shit on me. In that same time frame, I have nine perfect games. Here's the other issue with that, is I've actually made my pitching difficulty harder, because I was tired of getting into the seventh or eight in, eighth inning in a game. Since then, I have thrown three. <laughs> I went from the easiest... I'm at, like... Uh, 
the the whatever the middle intermediate or whatever the hell mm-hmm. they call it. I'm right there. I'll be in the middle of the fifth at 38 pitches. And I'm pissed because I'm like, I need this thing to hurry up. I need to go to bed. It's 1030. Say, I, I got tired of pitching whenever I had three consecutive immaculate innings. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're done here. Well, and see, I don't think I've thrown a single immaculate inning. Because it's always one, two strikes, and then they hit a soft grounder to short. Or first be- uh, first pitch, soft grounder to second. This is a weird topic to get onto for a football podcast. Oh, my God. It, we brought it up. I mean, we talked video games, but, oh, that's so fucking funny. And the whole reason I chose catcher and pitcher, which is the dumbest combo if you ever think about it. It is the dumbest combo Correct. you could ever have. Mind you, I made my, my character as human as I, I uploaded my face. I did the mullet. I did the beard. I am 5'10", 245. I made my shoulders as narrow as I could. Shortened my arms up as much as I could. Every time I come up, he's a little guy, but he's got... Oh, no doubt about that one. 460. My power is maxed out. It will not go up anymore. So we played a uh, we played a four game uh, road stand at Fenway. I cleared the monster eleven times, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking like I hit in the seats at the. No, I cleared the monster eleven times in four Let's games. Let's go. No, if you're playing video games to make it a. a Whatever. Do you? Like, I'm competitive in bowling. Probably too much so. I don't play video games to release the competitive fire. And if you do, cool. I mean, Dougie, looking at you. If that's what you do to get your competitive edge in, cool. Good with it. It's just not me. Don't get me wrong. I spent some time on Rocket League. Little got a little hot and heavy in there. But I never got, I never sunk enough time to get like the videos you see on YouTube. Doug, we love you, bud. Oh, was that a shot too? My bad. <laughs> um, but no, nah, it it's. I play video games to play video games and have fun. If I can't play video games and eat hot mustard Doritos at the same time, the issue that I love those because I shouldn't. It's it's like taking a spoonful of spicy brown mustard, and I can't do that. But you put it on a corn to- <laughs> corn tortilla chip. I'm gonna fuck up the bag. Anyhow, we're gonna uh, yeah, we're gonna think... wrap this thing up. I feel I feel like the last ten minutes of of video game talk and then ending on hot mustard Doritos pretty much sums up the world that we live in. We we there were way more topics we should have covered. Oh yeah, um, but. This we is, got way too far away from yeah the, uh, yeah this this is we, as we call it overweight and overthinking we congratulations <laughs> you got a full dose of it we're gonna get out of here it's funny we started the episode with food and we're ending the episode with food let's do it we're gonna get out of here um, for all the new guys we're gonna if if you haven't gone back to listen to the old episodes we're gonna indoctrinate you the way we indoctrinated everybody the way this show runs. At least 17 weeks out of the year. It is probably the most fun thing that I have ever come up with, aside from the name of this podcast. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. 
This is the off-season special of Overweight and Overthinking, all of which is brought to you by Sticks Golf Lounge in Humboldt, Kansas. Go out, play around, whatever course you want, have a beer, have a great time. Be kind to each other, love one another, and everybody at home, feel free to say it with me. And always remember, fuck the Cowboys! Cowboys.